I challenge you to do a full day talking good about yourself and not thinking negative thoughts. Like right when you hear a negative thought, like say it out loud and be like, no, I am great at that. I am good at that. That will start teaching you how to be responsive of your negative thoughts and switching it on your thought, you know? Like, oh, I'm gonna have a bad day. No, I'm not. I'm gonna have a fucking good day today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put a spotlight on someone who, in my eyes, is living their most authentic life. She's born and raised in Huntington Beach, California. She's modeled for brands like Reef, Element Skateboards, Billabong, Volcom, and more. After a car accident in 2014, she started Vamped, a full-service agency handling influencer marketing, events, brand development, talent management, and more. She's also the host of Revamped, Rebuilding the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. And she is, without a doubt, the definition of a girl boss today on the podcast. Lindsay Hapner. Wow, you did your research. I told you oh, I did. I was like, wait a minute. I got to get <laughs> dialed in. I'm like, some of that stuff is secret. <laughs> oh, we, we found a lot of secrets. We might touch on them today. Oh, man. I'm really excited to have you here today, though. Okay, um, cool. Thank just you. Just like coming across you in the last month or so and following you and looking into your story, you are just so unapologetically, authentically you. Oh, and you. if there's like any, if there's two main purposes of this podcast it is one to help people reach their inner potential within them but two it's ultimately to inspire people to live their most authentic lives Mm -hmm. and i think the best way to do that is by bringing on guests that are doing so Mm -hmm. and you without a doubt are living your life unapologetically and i absolutely love that energy thank you so much i appreciate it i always wonder like what people think of my posts (laughs) like should i post this i don't know when in doubt (laughs) you just gotta send it yeah stand by it because the world needs more of it oh well thank you i i laugh too because i'm really bad at grammar Mm. and i feel like i have a lot of people that follow me that are really good at grammar. <laughs> so when I look back at my stories, I'm like, oh, wow. I, I fucked that word up. I, I like mess up all the time. It's and great. and now I almost feel like I want to do it more because... It's part of the brand. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just how it. does this girl get through the day? <laughs> Honestly, sometimes I'll post something and I'll get a text from my mom. She's like, hey, uh, your last post, uh, this word's misspelled. And I'm just like... Yeah. She's like, you could send them to me before. I'm like, no, it's just, I no. got to send it. I, I can feel it. I just yeah. got to put it out there. And then I'll go back and I'll edit it. But I'm like, damn. No, it's, yeah, I guess it is part of the brand. It's, it's really funny for me because I always like try to be very intellectual mm. when I talk to people. But then when I see how I write, mm. I'm like, I'm a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I love so. about it is it just goes to show you like you don't have to be perfect. You yeah. know, like. I, yeah. when I look back on my life and I think about like SATs, I absolutely tanked it. And if mm-hmm. at, at that moment in time, you looked at me, you looked at my SAT scores, you would have just made these predictions that he's not going to, yeah. you know, he's, he will figure something out, but he's never going to be a public speaker or he's never going to be like running a podcast. Totally. So like, I almost love when I do miss my mix up on the grammar or there are these flaws that are public about me. Cause I'm just like, I'm this is me. Like, I'm not perfect. Like For none sure. of us are perfect. And the people yeah. that are insecure about it, that ends up hurting them. So 
I honestly low-key love when shit like that gets popped up and somebody calls me. I'm like, damn right. I'm not perfect. So <laughs> yeah. sorry, you know? Yeah. No, it's true. It's it's very relatable and yeah. and people can digest it and feel like, okay, she's not she's not perfect at everything. Yes. You know, and and she doesn't care. And I mean, I'm not trying to be perfect at everything. I, I'm more trying to just I just want to do everything. Totally. You know, and, and I feel like there shouldn't be any boundaries on things because of the fact that, you know, you're told you can only do this or you you only know how to do this and you went to school only for this. So you mm. should only focus on that. I, I've, I've been taught by my dad and my mom that if you really believe in something that you should go and do it yeah. and you should try it. And, and if you fail, cool. Like, I just have never thought failure was ever an issue. Mm. I always thought that failure was learning yes. and that I really enjoyed learning. Yes. And so if I was going to be good at something, I have to figure it out. Yeah. And sometimes people are so afraid to figure things out that they they already have this concept in their head that, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail already. So I shouldn't even try. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, I'm so excited to try something so many times yeah. and figure out what not to do next time. Yeah. But it's, you know, but see that is such, it's a mindset. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the biggest dif- differentiator is that there's one side, which I used to have in my life before I got into really the podcast career would be like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Well, yeah. what if I fall on my face? What if the recording doesn't sound good? What if the guest doesn't have a good time? Yeah. And then I realized like, start looking at it from the other end. What if the podcast goes great? What mm-hmm. if the guest enjoys himself? What if yeah. I start to learn all these things? So uh, there was a recent podcast I did and I love this and we were talking about failure and he made a comment saying, um, to me, it's either a winning decision or it's a learning opportunity. Oh, so it's not sure. a win or lose. It's a win or it's something that I learned that will set me up for the future. So I, yeah, that's all it is. But in that's that the thing is, is your mindset and the way you see it is exactly how every other winner sees it. Mm-hmm. And once you can change that, that perspective, that lens, you're just always moving forward. Yeah. You're always just trying new things because you know, regardless of how it lands, it's going to shape you and move you forward somehow, some way. Yeah. I, I've, I've partnered and built so many businesses in the last seven years Mm. and never do I look at like, if it doesn't keep going, like that, it was like, oh man, I'm a loser now. Like, honestly, I'm like, I love the process of it. I love seeing something come to life and seeing that I act, I think the hardest part of business is actually getting it off the ground. Mm. And it's not the consistency of it. It's like actually doing the work to be like, we're starting this and we're building this, Amen. you know, mm-hmm. it's not like the flow of it, the assembly line that you do years and years and years and like changing over the courses of time and making it a better brand. It's, did I want to start this mm-hmm. and do I have enough guts to do it? Yeah. Everything else I feel like is a piece of cake the part that everyone gets frustrated about is how do I start? How do I do this? How do I make this happen? I'm so fearful that it's going to fail. Dude, I've had so many businesses fail uh, and, but I don't even call them failures. I call them like projects Mm -hmm. (laughs) that like I really enjoyed doing, but in, in the, in the time that I am right now, some things just don't work out to that time frame. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. But I learned so much from it that builds builds my main business better. Yeah. You know, even though we had this business here, this business there, 
I learned a little bit of it to add to Vamped. Totally. You know, and like that still lives and breathes and grows and and builds better. And and all this might have been just learning experiences to help me build this one better. Yeah. You know, I I'm just not afraid of anything and <laughs> and I'm and and anyone that it comes in my path knows that like I will push you mm. to become someone great. Mm. Like if I really care about you, I will push you. Mm. And I won't stop pushing you. Yeah. I'm a very much a go-getter. And when people are around me, they can feel it and they want to do the same thing. And I'm so happy to do, help them with that. Yeah. You know? So just to echo what you just said, that was mm-hmm. like that, the, the, the whole step of having something you're really passionate about this idea to then actually stepping forward to doing it mm-hmm. in of itself is the biggest win and we get so caught up on the results on like how many people are buying the product how many people are listening to the song how many people are listening to the podcast like all of those measurable things yes at some point like it becomes reality but when you remind yourself of like wow i i took the step forward to start the thing Mm -hmm. which most people never will do and that that goes back to like even just I can live knowing that I tried. Yeah. I at least exactly. gave it a shot. I at least yeah. took a shot. And if it doesn't work out, it is so much easier for me to live the rest of my life knowing I tried it. Yeah. Than to look back five, ten years later and go, I don't know what how that could have played out because I actually never did it. Yeah. So it's just little reminders like that where then you just apply it to all these other business ideas that you probably have or uh, anything else that comes up along the way and then you know, that one step takes you to another place, then to another chapter. And totally. it's always moving forward. There might be like some side pivots, but you're always going to be in a better position than where you were had you not started the thing and at least took the shot. Yeah. And I, I've realized um, more and more actually during this time of like taking a break from life and like <laughs> no going out, <laughs> yeah. not having fun, just <laughs> yeah. stay in your room and don't do anything yeah. else but work. Yeah. I, I learned that a lot of people's fear doesn't come from themselves, but it comes from social community and people doubting them already and making them feel like they're not good enough as, as is. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've always had a really good support system. I've always weeded out people around me that didn't protect me or didn't make me feel great. Mm. And what I've noticed is when I, share that, you know, energy to people around me, they always want to give it back to you. And when people, when you can't, when you have your community, your, your close circle of friends, and you know, you have those people that you can tell them everything, mm-hmm. like your wins all day long. Like mm-hmm. I crushed this today. Da, 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 da. Those are hype for you. Yeah. And they're super hype for you. Cheering you on. Yeah. And then you have like, maybe like those three to five friends that you call friends that you never tell any of your wins to because it's like a competitive thing. Mm -hmm. Those people aren't your friends. Yeah. Your friends, your definition of friends and normalizing the word acquaintance and having the real friendship, they should never be competing with you. Mm. They should always be supporting you and looking at you and genuinely and transparently being able to support you at any level and being able to see you rise higher than them and not feel affected by it, Yeah, you know? And so when I evaluated all my friends and I noticed that I need to start using the word 
<laughs> acquaintance more. Mm. Um, and the only reason why I say this is because we are so easy as so like social people, especially in this community, to be like, that's my friend, that's my friend, that's my friend. It's like, when did we suddenly realize that that term is so relaxed mm. that anyone can be in our circle and bring on their toxicity, bring on their competitiveness, bring on their like, I don't hold a candle for you. I want to watch you burn, but I'll still be your friend. Mm -hmm. When did we let those people in and decide that they even get to have the value of yeah. being called our friend? Yeah. And so when I realized that I have real friends and I have acquaintances, I put them in different boxes and I only let these people who I called friends know about everything I was doing. Mm. All these acquaintances get to see the brochure of me. Mm. They get to see I'm doing great and like everything's cool and yeah. vamps awesome, <laughs> you know? And these people are like, they hear my heart. Yeah. They know my struggles and they support me and they build me and they love me. And they, they even though we don't see each other every day from afar, I, I'm getting energy from them that builds me stronger. Yeah. And so I think that is a huge issue why people can't actually go out into the world and like do something they want to do because they feel so they feel like they're being judged by these people that they called friends for so long yeah. who aren't their friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're ultimately I mean, we've you've probably heard this and anybody listening has heard this millions and millions of times, but like you are the product of the five people you surround yourself with the most. So mm -hmm. it's like if you surround yourself with people that are thinking like on like the unimaginable the dream like the dreams like going bigger doing the unthinkable that energy is just going to rub off on oh, you yeah, and you're going to see sure. your friends the closest people to you actually doing it that mm -hmm. you're going to end up pushing yourself to think like oh i could do this i could go yeah. farther than that but if you're around people that you know are very uh i want to say relaxed slash like <laughs> close not driven minded. close-minded then they're always going to question you. Yep. Well, why Why are you trying to start that thing? Why are you trying to go bigger? Oh, yeah. So it's without a doubt, and that's been one of the biggest blessings of podcasting for the last five years is I've this has been the greatest tool for ensuring that I'm only surrounded by people mm. that are thinking bigger and better. Yeah. And that was like, when I moved to LA in September of 2017, I recognized that. I was like, I had been done, doing a podcast at the time. It was a different show for a, a year. And I was like, okay, I was around great people in Boston, but I'm like ready to elevate my life and my career. So I land in LA in September, 2017. I'm like, from this moment move, moving forward, I am only going to allow people into my life mm -hmm. that inspire me, that motivate me, that are trying to do something so much bigger than themselves. Yeah. Not because I want to ask them for favors, not because I want them to connect me to their mutual friend or the person that I want to podcast with solely because I just want to be inspired and watch these people crush it from afar. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like one of the greatest first steps anybody can take to, if they're not happy with where they are or they don't like the energy or the mindset of, the, of who they are today, just look around of the people you're around. Yeah. And if they're, not, if they're not going a path that you are inspired by, that's probably where things need to start changing. And, and people need, honestly, I hate to say it, but, 
people have to get cut out of your life totally. in order to you to get that clarity and to not overthink the decisions that you think like this is where I want to go with my life and then go do it. Yeah, there's there's I mean, my a lot of my friends this year had a really hard time with cutting a lot of people out. And mm. for me, it, I don't have a problem with it. I know, you, know? you don't. I can like, already tell. She's like, bet, delete contact, yeah, see you later. I'm like, I, I want value in my life. Mm. And if you don't bring value in my life, I'm sorry, but I'm not the right friend for you. Mm. You know, because I'm going to, you're going to mirror me. Mm. So whatever value I'm bringing to you, I definitely want that back. And I want that same feeling. But for a really long time, you know, I've always been giving out so much energy of myself. Like I'm a very empathetic and caring person, but that takes a toll when you're a people pleaser, mm. you know, when balance. you balance, you got to balance it. Cause you exactly. do too much. You have no energy to do anything you need to do. Yeah. And, and I was a people pleaser for a very long time. And, and obviously that goes back to like childhood trauma feeling like I need to be accepted everywhere and like afraid of abandonment, mm. you know? So, but this year, I really stepped back and was like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. That word does not exist in my lifestyle anymore. Like I don't please anyone. Mm. I, I approach people the right way. And if they accept my love, I will mirror their love to mine. Mm. And whatever that is, if you're going to show me your brochure, guess what? Yeah, I have a brochure too, you know? Yeah. But if you're going to show me like your authenticity, your transparency, your vulnerability, your, your like, you know, you're going to hold like a jacket for me. If there's a puddle, like Come right, right by, <laughs> right next to you, you know, like yeah. I'm doing the same thing. So I feel like this year has been a lot of that, you know, mm. I'm not responding to people quickly and I'm like, I'm having boundaries so on myself mm -hmm. and, and I've always wondered how people did it. I was like, how do people not respond quick? How do people not do these things right away for others? And and I was like, wow, like I really respect those people now because they have boundaries on themselves. Like, oh, yeah. you know, oh, and yeah. um, I, I feel like I've always respected myself, but I've definitely let a lot of people into my world that didn't deserve to be in my world. Totally. And yeah. I, I hate to be honest with you, but like literally like when I get text inbounds, I have this like mental process where it's like, who, who is this person? Like I'm like computing this like a million miles <laughs> yeah. an hour, but like who is this person? How relevant are they in my life? What are they asking for? Do I need, is this something I should be responding to immediately? Can mm -hmm. I wait till the end of the day? Because all, all, even though it might be just texting somebody back, that's derailing energy and focus from what I actually need to do within a given day. Yep. And so I've, and I had a conversation with my buddy recently who was, who was in that, like he just feels, he was feeling like he was just getting pulled from everybody. Like he was like the therapist that everybody had to come to him and just pulled him down. And he's like, yo, I don't want to be that guy. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm too caring. I'm, I'm too empathetic for people, but it ruins my day. And I told him, I said, dude, you literally have to create boundaries. Like, yeah. like if it helps, first off, don't respond to anybody's texts until after afternoon. Mm. Give the morning to yourself. Focus yeah. on everything that you need to do for yourself in the morning yeah. and then get to get back to people. And if people judge you for the time that you didn't respond to them, that's an immediate red flag. Of, are they actually supposed to be in your life? Because the person that gets it, I, yeah. I understand people are busy. I understand you're probably prior to, if I text you and I don't hear back from you for hours, I'm like, bet she's focused on herself. She runs a business. She's got a million other things going on. She'll get back to me. Yeah. But uh, there's people that like, they take it personal. Yeah. Like, well, why isn't Lindsay prioritizing me? And so, yeah, I mean, 
boundaries are so For so sure. important and I, unapologetic about uh, it too yeah and and uh, um zoe can, we got zoe i know her dog so here my, she wants some attention i i feel like she's She's hearing conversations <laughs> and she's not involved. <laughs> no, she wants um, to be the center of it. Yeah. You, you know, the people that you have constantly been babying and parenting, they're so used to it mm-hmm. that when you do have a boundary on them, they take it so personally. Yeah. But also, too, you have to remember that that energy is toxic to your body and anyone that you're helping in that way pulls from your own energy and makes you sick totally it it, honestly the body is so intelligent that it can get sick from other people's energy that put all this you know blame on you for no reason Mm. and throws all this energy on you to take care of it now Mm -hmm. and then you have to deal with it and endure it and you know i'm i'm a true believer in that because i went through it i mean i had lyme disease Mm -hmm. i mean i was at my lowest point and the only reason that i got that sick is because i was taking on so much more energy and toxicity from other people that my body was that low to be able to take on that disease and be like i couldn't fight it off you know so that that stuff is real that came in 2018 yeah so What's the wake up call then? Because there were other previous things along your life where, <laughs> yeah, like been... 20, 2014 was a big wake up call with the the car accident. So, what do you, what is the wake up call for the Lyme disease? And first, go to Lyme disease because I think we'll stem back to the the car accident at some point. I, I mean, you know, when I got Lyme disease, I feel like a lot of people didn't believe I had it, and I knew I had it. Well, because I went to I went to like four doctors, and they all told me I didn't have it. They're like, it's impossible to get. It's very what were the rare. Signs? Um, oh man, is I, that I a actually, rabbit hole in and of itself? It's so it's like you have brain fog. You uh you think backwards, which was like the scariest thing for me because my my brain is my business, you mm. know. So like I. just everything was backwards like when you would tell me something i i wouldn't it would be jumbled you know Mm. uh you have suicidal thoughts all day long like you just want to jump out of a window you want to kill yourself like all day long uh your whole body feels like you're 60 years old like when i would do a push-up it felt like i already did 400 it was so weird when i was like when you're like when you're sick and your body feels very fragile worse than that Worse than that, like That's I would every day. I would every day. I would go to yoga crying. I would just force myself there, and I would start crying in class because I couldn't even do anything. Like my body wouldn't let me, and so it was just the weirdest thing. Like I just felt like I had sixty-year-old bones. It, it was crazy. Oh. And then another thing was, um, gosh, there were so many random things. I, I would get like nerve damage it felt like through my whole body i would get nerve damage um it's been a long time already so i'm trying to think like what else i had but i just remember the things that were scariest to me was like the the head the headaches and like remembering not remembering shit yeah oh it was terrifying i'm telling you right now that disease is terrifying and the problem about it too is no one would understand because it's invisible yeah. Like I look normal, yeah. you know, like I don't have a limb gone or something like that. So everyone was like, you're 
you're just fine. you're fine like yeah. no i'm not fine like inside i i'm it's it feels like jeffrey dahmer's terrorizing me mm-hmm. you know and so um it was really really hard to uh make people understand but not only that you see a lot of people change when you're sick mm. like it's the t- like the all tell knowing of who your friends are mm. like people just disappear like you don't bring the fun anymore you don't do what you need to do for me anymore mm. you're sick mm. and that was i mean i didn't take it personal but i also remember yeah. I like have a checklist of people that I'm like, it's the checklist of not only like the people that weren't there for me when I was sick, but also when like people turn me down for things, I'm like, you're on this list, yeah. you know, because I will, my favorite part about that list is proving all those people wrong yeah. and like making sure that they know later that they were on that list. And it's almost beneficial that it happens now than later. Oh yeah. You'd rather it yeah. happen sooner and understand where does that relationship actually stand and then using that as literal fuel to oh, prove yeah. people like, that's fine. That's where we stand with this relationship. But this is who I am. This is who I want to be. And using that as like they fuel to the fire inside. For you sure. I mean, it, it like all those names are gasoline to me. You know, diff, premium, supreme, like all those things, you know. <laughs> I just like wait premium to use supreme. it. <laughs> I wait to use it. Yeah. I'm like, you cost a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to wait for this like really gnarly event or situation to happen to to use that fuel yeah. you know so yeah so, so what's oh there's so much to dig into what's <laughs> the what is the stem of the headspace that you were in also it's it's super interesting that we that i know you're you had talked about like people are seeing you on the outside but they don't see you on the inside and mm-hmm. it's mental health awareness month may which i'm like i don't promote enough of it but i am advocate for it and i haven't found a way to properly talk about it because I think sometimes in social media it comes off as like, oh, this person's like trying to ride the oh, mental health totally, wave, but totally. I think it's very important to talk about. But where, what was like the headspace you were in in 2014 leading into that car accident? Because from what I had seen and read and heard, like you pretty much went into this car accident, like you saw it coming, you're just like, here we go. Just like it was like such a, not, I don't want, uh, I don't even know how to say it, but like, you were just in a really dark space, clearly. So what was causing that dark space at that time in your life? I am I mean, I, I'm trying to like say it differently for, you know, each, you know, interview and, and think stuff. Of it, and, and, and think of it like this too, by the mm-hmm. way. I always remind people because I, I, people like yourself who are on podcasts all the time, always remember that somebody's going to click into this and have no idea of your story. Totally. So yeah. of course, I, I get as a storyteller, you always want to find different ways to like tell it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're like, just tell I get it. it. The sun was up. <laughs> like, I didn't say that last time. But just always remember that somebody's going to click For in sure. that has never heard your story. And there are people that I'll give a, like a great example is I love Gary Vee. Yeah. I've heard him tell the same stories so many fucking truth, times. And I, see, I still keep coming back. Yeah, true. So never, ever feel like you're telling the same story. Uh, That's your, it's your story. It's yeah. part of you at this point. I know. And, and, and I think it's more for myself. Because I don't want it to ever come off as like a broken record, mm. you know, like I want to come off with my story very authentic totally. and meaningful because I, I remember it like it was yesterday, 
You know, I mean, that was the pivotal moment of me becoming what I am today. Mm. And I've always been a very driven person and I've always been very curious and very, you know, wanting to learn stuff and everything. But at that time, you know, things were going good. Like I had smooth sailing of I had a great job and I had an amazing boyfriend and, um, you know, I, I was modeling and, and just everything was good. I, I didn't have any complaints. And then and then I kind of took my position at work more serious than my relationship at that time. And that is when I realized that I chose my my career over my boyfriend who I wanted to be with. And he he chose me first, you know, over his career. So mm. it we just were on different sides of the fence. And when I decided to break up with him and only focus on work, I realized that I wasn't happy anymore. That like what I was doing wasn't fulfilling. And it just spiraled. Everything in my life just spiraled. And I couldn't stop it. Like mm. it just kept going. And I didn't know. And... I've never been a depressed person. So this was the first time that I've actually had a moment where I couldn't control my mindset. And anyone that knows me knows I'm a very positive person. I always look at the glass, you know, half full, not half empty. So being in this position where I couldn't even get out of my own head was really crazy for me. And this stemmed for a year. And I lost my job. I lost my boyfriend. Every, I, you know, I wasn't modeling anymore because um, I was I was at an age where they're like, you're starting to look like a woman and not an, a teenager. And I took that offensively, you know. Mm. And I, I, you know, I was binge eating and like just everything you could do to be depressed. You know, I was I was following the guidelines of you know being depressed and. Um, I moved home. I, I wasn't living with my boyfriend anymore. And I just remember sitting at home and not wanting to go outside. And just my mom would write things on my walls and be like, you're great. You're amazing. Like, get out of this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't. And so that day that I had the car accident, um, I was coming back from the gym and it's so true when people say that your accidents always happen like a block away from your house. Mm. That's what happened. I was a block away from my house and I was driving on the street. It was the day after Christmas. I was so upset because this new job I took fucking hated it. Like literally <laughs> I, I worked in a basement like it was a, a uh. yeah, it was a fucking basement. <laughs> <laughs> like no joke and I was depressed like because my last job we were like in all glass we had we had chefs is this and, swimwear yeah it was swimwear so my last job that I loved my like I was like oh it's my ideal job we were like in a, a high rise and we had chefs every day oh making God. us food and then I went to a job where I was depressed and I was literally working out of a basement it was insane it was like two different perspectives yeah. yeah so I was like, okay, this is adding to my depression. I, I hate my job. Um, and so I I just remember being on the street and there was a car that was like rolling into the intersection and, and I had a green light. So I was supposed to go and this car was rolling in and I was already going 70 because there was no one on the street. It was the day after Christmas. Everyone's like at home chilling and no one has the day. The, everyone has a day off. And it was 6 a.m. 
So I was getting in at the gym. Look at you. you yeah. Hustler. Oh, I was getting I was going to the gym like at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. sometimes um, before work. And I didn't understand. I couldn't understand what was happening. I was like, the light's green. The car is coming into the intersection. Everything was just happening all at once. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm okay with this. Like, I want this to happen. Like, I was like, almost like, wait a minute, Linz. Like, this is your chance to get out of this. You know, it's like a free pass. And that's how I thought about it. I, I, in those seconds, I was like, I have a free pass to not exist wow. anymore. And so I closed my eyes. I didn't break. I just sat there and I was like, I was super scared for a moment because, I mean, this could end two ways. I could be a vegetable or I could, or it could actually kill me. You know, like that was my two options. I didn't think I was going to survive it. I just knew that it was going to be one or the other. Mm. And, you know, being sick, you know, from Lyme and stuff and, and knowing how that feels, you know, you have that card of like, oh, well, I'm a vegetable or, oh, I'm sick. Like until you really know how it feels to be really sick, you don't realize that you want to use that card on people. Like, oh, I don't have to work because Mm -hmm. I can just sit here and be sick. I have an excuse. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of the same thing during that accident. It was like, I'm either going to die and I'll go to heaven or I'm going to be a vegetable and I have the excuse to say I can't do anything. So uh, luckily... When I hit the car, nothing, nothing happened to me. I, I got, I went to the hospital because you know it was a huge accident and everything, but I didn't break, so that really affected the whole plan that I had going. Is because most people that panic in those situations put you know their foot on the brake and then that's how they die. Is because they're tense, they're tense yeah. and they're they're all their bones are you know just. You're like this. Yeah, and you're hitting like a cement wall. So just, yeah. yeah. So I, I did something what a drunk person would do. I was relaxed. I was, you know, I had my eyes closed and I survived it. Mm. And after that moment, you know, even though it took me four months, you know, being bedridden and icing my body and all that stuff, because I had so much nerve damage, I, I messed up my C4, C2, um, and then I, I dislocated my, my, um, my shoulder bone and everything, but... Nothing broken, broken, you know? Um, So I took four months to just fully recover. And that's when I started making a business plan for what I was going to do. And social media wasn't really in existence at that time. It was just like, you know, take a photo of something. Like a random... If I scroll back on my Instagram, like at 2014, I literally just want to like fucking... (laughs) delete my ig yeah uh, it was like a corner of a table and you're like that's sick. Odd. that's so look sick. at the clouds with this filter <laughs> yeah. like get the fuck yeah out of here. so at that time i was like okay what can we do with this you know and i really wanted to brand myself i, I was so into fitness that i wanted to do a blog and i wanted to do it on instagram and then i was like oh that's so much work i don't want to do that so um i just kind of hit the ground running like with my eyes closed and I loved being creative and I've always wanted to be I mean I was a creative director in swim but I just wanted to be my own creative director and during that time you know in the industry that I was in if you wanted to be a creative director like you had to literally wait for someone to die like you had to like sit there and be like 
let's, 40 let's, years. <laughs> yeah. Are you done yet? There's a corporate ladder. Essentially, yeah. Right? Yeah. But they would just sit there, you know, like people would never, it's not like how it is now where you create the opportunity. Like, yeah. You can create the opportunity. And also too, people want ever changing stuff. Like people want to feel like their company is growing or different or building out, out of like what they have. Yeah. Whereas back then it's like, you have the same person for this long and they make the same shit and they think the same way. It's like no one felt inspired by someone else. They just wanted to use the same person. Mm. So I feel like nowadays it's different. Like people want to feel different inspiration from other people, not just have like a creative director for 40 years and have the same person. Totally. Um, Even in, in my business, you know, I love hearing other people's ideas. You know, like I have obviously my own, but I think it's a collaborative, you know, I think the best things come out when it's collaborative. Yeah. Not when it's just, it's my idea. Yeah. That's it. And you're smart enough that you're surrounding yourself with people that inspire you or passionate or probably, uh, you know, maybe fill in your weaknesses and that's their strength. So then it's like, it's going to only help you take the company and the business to the next level when you do that. Oh, for sure. And I'm, I'm not... The thing with a lot of people is like they're fearful that someone else is going to be better at them at a job. I will hire the best of the best at all times because I am not fearful they're going to take my job because the thing is, is if I'm fearful of that, that means I'm not good at my job. Mm. You know, like I already know I'm good at my job. So I'm going to surround myself with people who are good at their job. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That's like, I I, I always, it's once again, it's it's pulled out of Gary books, uh, Gary Vee's scrapbook, but like. I'll tell you exactly how I prep for a podcast, how I run my show. I will tell you everything you want mm-hmm. to know about my show because I'm not worried about somebody else competing against me because yeah. I know I am myself. Like you can't replicate me, my mm-hmm. personality, like totally. the way I think, see the world, the way I connect with people. So it's the same thing where it's like when you just solely believe in yourself and are confident, you will show the world everything of how you run, how you work because you're not afraid against them competing against you because you For know sure. in the long term, yeah. in the short term, maybe they'll have a couple wins that they might like, you know, get that that business opportunity that you were trying to get or whatever. But in the long term, they're not going to beat me in this in oh, the marathon. Mm-hmm. Gary always says build, and I'm only keep saying Gary because I, I think you're a fan of Gary. I think I've heard oh, it in yeah, a podcast, yeah. but he always the one thing he always said. I always remind myself: don't tear down anybody's building; just build the tallest one. Totally, and also too, most people won't build what you build. Yes. They, they, they will try. Yeah. And, and a lot of people will just be like taking notes and then they're, then those notes just sit there and they don't do anything gather dust. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not ever, uh, you know, I've, I've definitely had to learn to take things as compliments Yeah. Um, when people do try to build what we're building. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just in my my own lane yeah. all the time. I'm I'm a very Michael Phelps kind of person. Mm. Like I'm not looking it's at a good you. person I, to be. I, yeah, I'm not looking at what you're doing all day. Like I don't care. Mm. Um if you're a competitor of mine or whatever. It's like and it's it's out of respect. It's like I it's not like I don't care about you. It's just like You have enough shit to worry about for yourself. It, exactly. If I'm worrying every day about what you're doing, there's a problem. Yeah. Because then I'm not getting my shit done. Yeah. And I'm also not focusing on what what actually fulfills me. Yeah. If I'm worried about what's fulfilling you. The best part is too, there's enough room for everyone to win. Totally. For the people that yeah. wanna that that wanna actually do it at the highest level. Yeah. There is more than enough work to go around 
Yeah, uh, I mean, think of how many just in in brands with drinks. There's so many drink brands. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. If all of them came to me, I could not do my job. <laughs> you know, I can take on maybe one, <laughs> you know, I can't take on a thousand yeah. plus. So there is there is definitely enough um, enough room. But also, too, it's like I try to focus on what I'm doing and be the best at it. And I'm also very, very specific on how I run my business and how I am with my clients. And Mm. I am not a normal agency. And anyone that works with me knows that. I am not a... I've had... I want to say almost all my clients for the amount of time I've had vamped. And that is a very long time. That speaks loudly to you and everyone within your own team. Yeah. And... And it's because I care so much about them. And I'm very transparent. If if shit's hitting the fan, they'll know about it. Mm. I'm not going to, you know, put lipstick on a pig. I literally tell them, the pig is getting eaten alive right now. I'm just letting you know. The vegans are rolling <laughs> over as they hear this. Yeah. I, I'm a very honest person right away. And I... And you know, this has been a really, really great thing actually that I found. And there's this website that has six different geniuses. And I've always tried to figure out why I have so much discernment. Like, I'm like, why do I always, I can't compliment something first. I always have to nitpick it and figure out what's wrong with it. You know, I can look at something and be like, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And I found this website that's, Um, it tells you your six different geniuses. And it told me that I'm a genius at being a discernment. And the reason why you need six is because those are six things that you need in a business to actually make it grow bigger. Mm. So if you have not one of one of them, your business actually can't build. Mm. So I was like, okay, finally, something told me that (laughs) I'm like good at what I'm doing. So my job as being like a discernment in my company is... I can see a shit show miles down the road. And mm. and some people are like, no, it's great. It's going to be great. I'm like, no, I, I, I see your car burning and it's mm. driving this way and I don't want to get in it, you know? like, <laughs> And a lot of people have been just so shocked about like me really calling things for what they are. And my business doesn't run on money. It runs on energy and it runs on community and it runs on family and being there being a good person Mm. because at the end of the day you know being in a situation where like a car accident happened and I know and I don't wish that on anyone but it also gave me you know insight that when you pass away do you want what do you want people to remember you for you know Mm. and I don't want anyone to remember me as someone that just like wanted money or Mm. wanted you know, things and tangible things and took from people. And, you know, I want people to remember that I was actually a good person to them. And anytime they needed me, I was there for them. Mm -hmm. And that was always something that I wanted to make sure that I had for the business is I have integrity. I do have values and you're going to know who I am and you're always going to know where I stand. Yeah. You know, like there's no fakeness of me. And if I can't build you your dream, I will put you in the hands of someone who can, you know, like I don't take on every client and I don't pretend to want to take on every client. You know, if I can't do the job 120%, I will not unfortunately be working with you. And it's only because 
I take so much pride in my work and every little detail and I, I, I work with my clients and I handhold them and I make their brand mine that if I brought on any brand, I want them to feel that way. Mm. I don't want to pretend that I can do all these things and then I can't. Mm. So I'd rather pass on the opportunity. doesn't matter how much money it is. I don't care. Yeah. Like if I can't vibe with you and be there for you and text you every day and know that we support each other as humans, it's not going to work. Well, you know yeah. that creating that space is only going to allow for bigger and better opportunities to happen in the future. So if it's not meant to be right now, another opportunity is going to come knock on your door and totally. you're going to have this space to take it on. Whereas to take it on now, when you know it's not going to work, you're going to be stressing. The team's going to be stressing. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do the job at the highest level, which ultimately is going to come back on your brand. For sure. And so it just full circles knowing that at some point it'll come back to you. And also this is just how people are. When you do a bad job for them, they're more likely to talk about you. They're mm. more likely to tell other people how bad of a job you did. Because they don't want their other people within their circles to go to you for the bad yeah. business. And, you know, uh, you got to read the room too. A lot of clients, you know, either come with come to you excited and so excited about the project. And then there's people that come to you and they're already upset. Mm. Just know this. The people that come to you upset, you will never please them. You, no matter how great of a job you do, you mm. will never please them because they're never pleased in their own life. Mm. So you're just going to be a scapegoat oh. always for them. And so I I see that as a red flag as a client because I am not going to give you extra energy of mine to take away from my clients who trust me with their eyes closed and just give me everything, oh, that's good. you know? I, I won't bring you on because you're going to drain me. You're going to already be upset at me. If you're already upset for our first conversation, I'm just asking your name. So you know? good. So you're not, it's more than just, it's more than just what is the opportunity slash how much money are we making? It's who's the person I'm going to be dealing with. Cause if, oh, if yeah. we're not even, if we can't even connect, this is not going to like the longevity of this is yeah. not going to work itself out. Yeah. I, I, I recently had a new client. Um, we did a zoom call and it's so crazy. Okay, so Zoom, you, you know, I, I started going to this heart healer and it's all about my childhood trauma and, and building and taking that away so I can be more aware of things. Mm. And I got on this call with my business partner and, we, you know, they had their, their videos on at first, right? And I could read their energy because 75% of someone's communication is from their body language. So you can feel everything from body language. They don't even have to talk. You can know if they're mad, they're upset, yeah. they're happy, whatever. So I saw them and we didn't talk yet. And I was like, oh, they look like they're already upset. Like already <laughs> upset and they haven't even met me. They just were already mad. And it comes to find out at the end, they're like, so what makes you guys different? Because I feel like every agency in California has the same spiel. And I was like, yes, we probably have the same pricing. We probably have the same like breakdown of what we can offer you. But I'm telling you right now, I probably won't take you on as a client. And they're like, why? And they're and and mind you, this was a six figure deal. And I was like, I probably won't take you on as a client. And he would like right away was like, why? And I, and I switched it on him because I'm like, you deserve me. I don't deserve you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will take you on if I feel that you respect me enough to 
engage with me as a human. Yeah. But since you're treating me like I'm every other agency and I'm every other person, I don't I don't need that kind of feeling every day coming from you. I am not just any other agency. I'm a human being and you treat me like a human being wow. first before you treat me like I'm an object. Because I, I won't ever build your brand the way you want it because the fact that I don't feel supported already. Mm. And it's not going to work. I don't want to take your money. I don't want that on my back, you know? Yeah. So we, we, and I think that, and he, I'm like, do you have any further questions? And he's like, nope. And I'm like, exactly. Like, I, I don't need you. Oh, that's, you know, that's I, good. I don't need you. And it, and honestly, I feel like a lot of, a lot of agencies don't say that stuff because they look at the money and they're like, we'll we do, we we'll do we everything. We'll do everything. We'll, we'll give you a high rise. We'll do, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, this is what I can offer you. And if you want anything extra, it's going to cost extra. But also too, before any of this, like, how are you treating me right now? Mm. How are you personally treating me as a human? Mm. Do you even respect me at this meeting? No, you don't. So I don't think I can respect you back. You know, I'm doing you a service right now to say, I can't help you. Yeah. You know, you've been in the game long enough where you this is like, this is the product of years in the making, yeah. you know? Cause it's yeah. like, it can be intimidating where I'm, I'm thinking of this friend that I, they just launched their marketing agency, right? They're helping small businesses get their, build out a content, right? And so for them, it's like money, run to yeah. it, run. Anyone <laughs> yeah. that's like throwing a dollar, yeah, they're yeah. like, we'll take it, we'll yeah. do whatever you want and for more. For so sure. they're in that early process where it's like, they're taking everything they can get because yeah. they know they need to prove, but you damn well have built yourself and gotten yourself to this point in your life where that is such a beautiful position being where you can now honestly pick and choose what opportunities you want to do you actually want to take on because yeah there's a lot of times that people would just have to take that client that they know realistically they don't even want to do business with yeah but like i said you have through repetition through i'm sure a lot of hurdles you set yourself up where you don't have to you don't have to take every client that oh, comes yeah. on your door. I've pay, I've paid my dues, but I've also always kind of been like that. I've I I respect myself enough to know that I can't have those kind of people take advantage of me. I mean, this is a very very small community. I mean, you can go around the agencies and know who's going to burn you, and like you're still going to come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I think that's the reputation that I'm trying to push out there. Is like, look, like. I'm a one-stop shop, but when you stop here, you're going to dig your roots in and not leave. Yeah. You know, and if I bring you on, you're you're going to be very happy with me because that means I'm putting this much time and effort into you. Yeah. And I'm going to live and breathe your brand. Yeah. Um and I do I do a lot of I work with a lot of brands that are coming into the space and they're not knowing what to do. And those are my favorite because you can mold them. I can mold them and they're so eager to uh, learn and they, they trust me and they're not like they, it's not like they've been around the block, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, if, you know, you're just another agency. They're like, Oh my gosh, we're so excited to work with you. And, mm. and I love that because like, I want to show them that they don't have to be burned by 10,000 agencies. I hate that. I hate hearing that a lot of the clients that come to me have already been burned by five different businesses because they were told that they could do, you know, the creme de la creme, everything. <laughs> like you get the cake, you get the cow, you get the house. And and they didn't offer any of that to them after they paid. And it's like, 
it sucks for people like like my business because I'm like, I don't want marketing to have a bad name because I know how much marketing does help people yeah. and helps them build a reputation and helps them survive um, in in this industry and everything, you know, to like get your brand out there. And, and so like it sucks when I hear them come to me and they're like, we've been burned so many times and now we only have this, you know, we can only do this and, and it just sucks. It's like, you know, and I have to gain their trust for, from all the people that burn them, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it, it's just, it's just tough sometimes to like get their trust, you know, immediately yeah. because they, they have so much, you know, distrust in marketing. Yeah. It definitely makes it harder for you to have to work harder to build that relationship. Yeah. But before we even started the podcast and then you mentioned in probably about eight, 10 minutes ago, what has been the biggest trauma that you've been trying to work through? In business <laughs> or <What> I, <laughs> in personal? <laughs> whatever comes to mind first. Um, you know what? In personal, uh, learning not to hate men, to be honest. Uh, I've, I've been having to really dive into that lately and and my my I call my heart healer my coach you know my life coach but the first day he met me he read me so quick he's like you hate men and I was like what what do you mean and he's like you hate men it's okay he's like I'm a man don't hate me I'm here to protect you (laughs) but he's like you hate men and and honestly I do and it's only because I've been conditioned to hate men Mm. and that is something that I'm learning with my childhood trauma to get rid of because for me you know that type of trauma in my life doesn't help me build the way I want to build you know Mm. and and have the relationships I want to have and and it's the way I like you know compete with men in in certain like situations because like I already have an, a like vendetta for them, you mm. know, like don't, don't trigger me, you mm. know, I'll be triggered cause you're a man, mm. you know, and that obviously stems into or uh, filters into my relationships that filters into like, you know, I, I want to be a mom. I want to, you know, have a family and all of that kind of just goes into a lot of different avenues for me. So mm. I think that kind of trauma right now is, is what I'm trying to release and, develop better and and I know I'm already like there to where I'm getting better at it but that was like for a very long time something that was like not easy to get through are you hating um, men because of like oh past, man I'm past, sorry for anyone past, who's no this is great this is great past relationships slash maybe like men in business that like were like oh you're just a woman like we don't want to do like where what what is the true core for the hate towards men um my dad I haven't talked to my dad for 20 years. Um, He's an amazing human, though. That's the problem. He's an amazing human, but he just didn't know how to be a dad. And uh, we never had a good relationship. So I've always felt abandoned by him. Mm. And then on on the other end of it, on the other end of the spectrum, my mom is not ever really brought around the best type of men. So when you have both of those kind of things in your, you know, growing up, you just don't look at them as like, I don't look at men as healing power. I get it. I look at them as like, you're a problem. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I have a lot of great men in my life uh, who are my homies and 
I trust them and they're good people and I love them so much and I'm thankful that I have those relationships with men. But I think that it stems into when I date, I always have one foot in, one foot out, always. Yeah. Like I'm already ready to run before we even start dating. Like I already have my (laughs) shoes on, you know? (laughs) I'm like looking at him like, yeah, we're we're good. And I'm also have like my Nikes on. (laughs) This is unfucking real. (laughs) So that's truth. Um, And then also too with business, you know, I... I feel like for a really long time with with men who are trying to be competitive with me in business, like I'll crush you. Mm, <laughs> like, I believe I'll it. Fucking crush I, am, you. I would. If I was a betting man, I would put my money on you. There's <laughs> yeah. no fucking question about it. And it's just I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be so masculine. And but it's 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 a you know it's a fight or flight kind of feeling. And and I've always had to like be on my own and had to grow up by myself Mm. um in the in the lifestyle that i lived in my childhood no one was around so it was me building my own dreams me building my own family me build you know outside of my house yeah so i've always been very independent and like self-sufficient i mean i was making you know when i was nine years old making like 60 bucks an hour like doing like hardcore construction wow. and you know and and i was good at it and then the next thing i was doing lemonade and then i was you know what i mean I was, i've always been a hustler and figuring out how i can build build um my dreams on my own and so i've always felt like i don't need you i don't need you i don't need you i got it that's and, a good space to be you in. know you're very independent i'm very independent. i'm not saying it's good for the reasons of why it built you into who you are but that that skill or that mindset is like crucial for business for life oh yeah yeah like well, life you're not you, you're, yeah. you're you are you have probably more self-love for yourself than majority of people do oh for sure so you're not relying on a lot of people are looking for somebody to bring them happiness you don't need somebody mm, you, yeah you you're you already embedded you've learned how to bet on yourself your entire life that if some if the right person came into your life, it's like great. This is just yeah, you it's sprinkling on top of the ice totally. cream, but it's not necessary for you. Exactly. I I think I could never have said that better, and and it's a good realization that yeah, I've I've always bet on myself, and um, I've always you know had the door open just a crack to let you in, but like I don't fully give my heart. In like in relationships, I guess, because I'm so fearful they're going to end up like my dad, you know? So, oh man, it's just the story of daddy issues. You know, it's just, it is what it is. It's part of the story. Yeah. But it, I haven't, I actually have never told anyone that. Um, I feel honored. uh, And, and I am, I'm thankful because I I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, Um, I, I, when I say I hate men, I don't want to say that, you know, like I, I don't want to feel that way. It's just, it, it's an automatic trigger in the back of my head that I'm trying to escape. And now that I've recognized it, mm-hmm. it makes me feel better because it's like, I don't, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. You know, like I'm not that person. Yeah. I think everybody that hears this podcast has been through some form of relationship trauma that mm-hmm. makes them think they hate the opposite sex. Yeah. I've had it. I had it in college where heartbroken. Yeah. Long time to get my head back straight. 
lot of trauma pretty much kind of was the best thing to happen to me looking back on it because it allowed me to double down on myself. I was just getting to the podcast game. I was trying to like build my career. So it was like, I'm not going to waste my time chasing women because I just had my heart broken. I need to just bet on myself. Yeah. But that, that, that in of itself was the greatest thing that ever happened. And then it became even more beautiful when years later, not years, but down the line, I finally came to acceptance that I can't look at women generalized because of this one person. Totally. And even at the time, it wasn't even intentional that this person was trying to break my heart, but mm-hmm. I had thought that at the time. So I think even, I would imagine that majority majority of the people that listen to this podcast, probably about 70% male. So we got a lot of males mm. probably pulling Sorry, their hair out like, guys. fuck, Lindsay hates us. <laughs> um, but the reality is, I would be willing to bet that majority of people that hear this podcast if we're talking trauma and relationships or opposite opposite sex, excuse mm-hmm. me, guarantee you majority of people have some form of trauma because of the opposite sex of a magnitude of reasons. Oh, for sure. I mean, we've we if you like to admit it or or not, and you know, everyone can. There's a lot of people that can say, "Oh, I had the best family, you know, family or best childhood or whatever." It's like I'm telling you right now, we're all human. Yeah. No one's perfect, and no one knows how to actually be the best of the best parent. We all have our own traumas totally. from our own family members. Um, and for a long time, I didn't even know that like a lot of my trauma stemmed from my mom. Like mm. I always looked at my mom as like she's great, she's the best mom. Da da da. And we've we found out recently that like most of m- I had more trauma with my mom than my dad, which mm. is so insane to me mm. because I've always had it out for my dad, and then I got recognized that my mom had everything to do with it too. Like it just wasn't one sided. It was two parents. Mm. So. Just understanding that and being very aware of that now, you know, I can alleviate a lot of the feelings I have for men, you know, and, and, you know, I'm getting to an age where like, I, I, I've, I've been married, but I want to be married again. I want to have kids. I want to have a healthy relationship. I don't want to have my Nikes on. I want to like, be able to like be barefoot and be like, I'm staying, you know? And and that's a really hard thing to digest because I don't know that person and I want to know that person. Mm. So he's out there. No, well, I'm just saying me. I want to know that person that stays and like Mm. is comfortable and doesn't feel uncomfortable because it's an uncomfortable feeling to give someone your everything, you know? Um and I'm not worried about that part. I mean I'm LA dating in of itself is a fucking nightmare too. Oh man! (laughs) Well, that too. That's why Lindsay moved to Brentwood because she knows she's gonna find the the diamond in the rough in the hills. I I need to move somewhere far away (laughs) to find a man that I'm looking for. Come on, Um, La La Land. That's they say that's where the place to be. I'm like, I, I, you know, going on dates here, it's like you have like a clipboard. You're like, <laughs> you know, can you fill this out what's, first? What's the immediate red flag that you've seen? Um, there's just so, so many. So many. There's God damn it, so man. Many. Fucking get your shit together. No, well, this, oh man, do you, I mean, you have a lot of men listening to this, so I'm, I'm probably going to help them out right now. Um, The problem that I'm having with dating is not like, Oh, gosh. Okay, I'll be transparent. Look, I am not... I want a man. You know what I mean? I don't want someone that is wearing Peter Pan tights, wearing a dress, putting on lipstick. 
um, telling me I'm emasculating them, but they're the ones that want me to drive the car, take them out to lunch, pay for their lifestyle. And then also they're getting their nails done with me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'm emasculating you. I think that you're doing it on yourself. Mm. So I mean, to each its own, like whatever, like you do you, if that's what you want to do, that's cool. But that's not the man I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who like puts me in my place. That mirrors you. Yeah. You need a self-starter, independent, passionate. Totally. Does what he needs to do. Exactly. And, and also too, like someone who can like take the reins, like ask me out. I, I mean, Shoot your shot, fellas. Yeah, dude. Like, I know, like, I love, uh, you know, Bumble's one of our clients and stuff. And I love the whole, like, the girl asks, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it's also diluted the the men from asking anyone out. You know, I it, it's it almost feels like men are afraid to ask women out now. You know, yeah. it's like, you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to handle it. Not me anymore. Yeah. And, and I hate that because it's like. I want, I don't want to emasculate you. Mm -hmm. I want you to be the man and I want to treat it from day one like that. Yeah. Do you know why males aren't asking? Why? Because it's an ego thing. We get shot down one time and we we second guess ourselves and we think like, fuck, what is it about me? Mm -hmm. What this person said no. So what, what they, then we look ourselves in the mirror and ask these million questions of like, what am I doing wrong? Is it the way I look? Is it the way I come off? And it's like a check checklist of all these things. Yeah. I had to recently have that conversation with myself. We'll go, it's not me. It's just not meant to be. And then you shoot another shot and you shoot another shot. And it's literally just reps. Like, well, guess what? It's like a running joke. Guess what though? And this is going to hopefully open up everyone's eyes right now. But the same thing with you're saying with Gary V is like, how many no's do you think he fucking heard yeah. for to get where he is right now? Yeah. If you want the best of the best kind of human in your life, you better hear all those horrible no's. The title of the podcast that just came out yesterday from my show. Yeah. Every no is one step closer to yes. Exactly. And okay, I love this. Okay, so one of my guy friends, uh, we've known each other for 20 plus years. He's an amazing human. He he has always been that guy that like literally gets any girl he wants. And I asked him, I'm like, what is your secret? And he's like, I go on dates with as many people I would never date. Just so when the right person came around, I was so confident and so secure with myself that they would never want to leave me. And because I was already like, you know, practicing with all these no's. So I'm telling you right now, guys, ask the girls out if they say no cool whatever like you know tough luck like you don't you'll never know how great i am yeah but i'm telling you there's not enough of those men out there that are asking women out because i'm telling you right now let's go a girl that really will value you and respect you and be there for you and be the woman you want to be is going to want you to ask her out this is what i'm talking about I'm literally going to cut that little two-minute section. I'm going to put that out as a separate episode, a bonus app, and it's going to be best advice for men in dating 101, and this shit's going to blow the fuck up. It's going to be the thing that blows my podcast up, so thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, I agree, and it honestly full circles all the way back to the beginning of this entire podcast talking about taking that that first step of starting a business, starting an idea, and knowing that you can live the rest of your life going, at least I tried, and that's the exact same mindset you Mm -hmm. have to put when it comes to dating literally shoot the damn shot yeah if you miss 
go shoot it somewhere else. Yeah. And you keep shooting. Exactly. Like if there's a certain person you really want to be with, go and test out 10 other people. So when you do ask her out, you know exactly how to do it. How to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Can I, I mean, get, can I can I give any feedback? Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's anything I can... <laughs> come on, fellas. Slide through Lindsay's DMs. Shit. Oh, it's, it's a tough world in my... I, I, I will respond to everyone in my DMs, but it's... I It's a thumbs up if you ask me out. Wow. You know. No, no, no. Not in the, that sense. Like, I'll just be like, hey, thank you for asking. But, <laughs> you know, it's... I'm a very intellectual... Like, I love someone who can intellectually stimulate me totally that is the most important thing to me yeah hands down there's a shift in our lives at some point i think when we're all young it's just about looks and it's like we're fun like we have no idea of what the hell we're doing their lives so it's like oh i'm attracted to them like yeah that's the person i want to hook up with and date but at some point there's a shift and it's immediate there was like a tweet i saw the other day and i was like this is so fucking true it's like I want to be attracted to your mind yeah. first before physical. Well, the physical, I think, is going to pull you in. But the mental is going to be the thing that oh, yeah. is going to keep somebody around for a long period of time. But, I mean, yeah, like, no question about it. I can't. You know what? I can't honest. It would be really hard for me to date a lampshade. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you look great, but there's nothing up there, you know? And that's the problem. It's like, you can be the best looking guy, the best looking girl, whatever. But... If you can't hold a conversation, I don't even know how you date people. Mm-mm. Like who actually have dated someone who loves lampshades and I'm like, I'm not the girl for you. <laughs> I will question your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely don't date me. Oh my yeah. God. You're fucking hilarious. Um, I'm super, I mean, just with everything we've talked about today, like what is the ultimate, and this is like end of itself could go down so many rabbit holes of like, I know revamp TV is like this whole new next wave. And I think, uh, I would be willing to bet that you see this wave similar to what you probably saw with vamped when you were starting it. Like I agree, I, I literally see it happening before anybody else does just similar to you. Like all these influencers are anybody with attention is going to start building out their own podcast, their own show. Mm-hmm. There's a million things that are going to happen, which I think is incredible. But what do you, what do you, ultimately want for people to get from when they tune into the stuff that you're putting out because the the stuff that you've been putting out is very much like advice driven and I almost feel like you're creating the content that you wish you had had slash almost for the version of you in 2014 so what do you ultimately want people to get from the podcast because it'll be linked up in the description from this podcast and anybody that's listened Mm -hmm. to this is obviously somebody that values podcasts so what do you want people to get from your your podcast Um, you know, this opportunity had come to me and I was very honored because, you know, I, I, I look at podcasting as therapy and I look at it as a connection, a way to connect with people. Mm. And I've always really enjoyed that about my friendships. You know, like I'm, I'm one of those people that if you come hang out with me, I will try to lift you up, try to give you advice, try to build your dreams, whatever, you know, like I'm, I'm all of that. And so the podcasting world really was, you know, something that I was like, oh my gosh, like I get to interview people, I get to hear their hearts and I I can give, you know, my thoughts and my advice and everything. So I think with my podcast, I really just wanted to, you know, have a, 
like almost a gateway to a lot of these people that I work with and a lot of these people that I really respect and showing them like these are really amazing people. Mm. That was like the number one thing I wanted, you know, from the outside. There's a lot of people in the misconceptions of who they are and everything. And even to like one of my best friends, Gabby, you know, like it's like, oh, she's just a model and da, 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 da. And like she has no brain or whatever, whatever people think. And that would always bug me because I'm like, these people are humans Mm. and it's not easy to get 2 million followers. I'm sorry, but it's not. Mm. It really isn't. To get it on your own organically is not. She, and I'm using her as an example because she puts so much effort into her work. Like that girl is always working and she's constantly up figuring out different ways to monetize herself and build her, build her brand. And she was the first person I interviewed because I think people were just so blown away that she actually is a very fucking intelligent person. Mm. And she has a degree in biochemistry. She bought her first hat or house at 20 and she's just been a go-getter, you know, but she doesn't show all that stuff, you know, like, and there's a lot of people that I know in the space that aren't like that, you know, like you, you get the version that they want to show you because it's a business and it's a brand, but you don't get to always hear their heart. And another person that I had on that I love so much and I swear that no one gets to see this person. And I was so thankful that he did this interview with me because he hadn't done any interviews before me. And that was Renan um, Pacheco. And he's just such, like the way he thinks, he's just a beautiful human. Mm. But you think when you see him, the first time I met him, I was like, this guy thinks he's the shit. Like mm. this guy probably is so so like has the biggest head Mm. and when we met we were like it's like we knew each other for 30 years you know like we just talked about everything and those are the people that I wanted to interview I wanted to interview people that I really care about and that people should know their hearts and should know who they are and how hard they work at their craft yeah and I think it's so impressive because people you know, people that look up to influencers or whatever celebs and go and and shame them. You have to think at this at the same level when you're looking at them and going, "I'm I'm super upset that you're this high or whatever." These people at the top look at you and go, "I wish I had what you had." Mm. You know, I I don't want all this. You know, I don't want all this pressure. I don't want all these things that are coming at me. And and it it's it's a pendulum. So. When I started interviewing people and and really seeing that people get to understand them better and I wanted I wanted that to be the podcast. I wanted people to understand the business a little bit better, understand my friends and then also, you know, take notes on how to build their dreams and not yeah. be afraid of them. So yeah. that was kind of the yeah. the people that are outside looking in and are judging the um Oh, models, uh, they don't have a brain or whatever. Those are just people that don't even have their own shit figured out. And they're so caught up on evaluating other people. Totally. That it's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like the people that want to spit back negative feedback. What are you actually doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I actually weirdly have empathy for those people because I go, there's something deeper in your life. Yeah. That, that, that you need to figure that shit the out. Trauma. Stop. Yes. The T, the, yeah, the trauma. Start figuring out your shit before you even worry about what this person's doing. Yep. So 
that's that in of itself is just their own problem but um well that's also too what's so scary about like the cancel culture you know yeah i look at that and i think wow all these people have so much time you know, like you could be building out your dream, but instead you have so much time to focus on other on, on tearing people down yeah. and, and destroying other people's lives without even, I mean, I'm in marketing. Marketing is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the world of marketing on all different spectrums of marketing, that shit's good, you know, and, and it, it takes me a lot to believe things because of the fact that I am in marketing, mm. you know? So when I see someone exploit someone or, you know, say this and they did this and everything. And I'm like, I need hard facts because I brand people all day long. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you can say that you have the best ingredients, but you might not, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, I don't look at things and be like, I'm going to jump on that and I'm going to destroy that. I'm going to sit back and 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 wait to see the facts mm. on everything. And and it just sucks that a lot of people can't do that. They, yeah. The bandwagon is real and people love the energy of hurting other people. And it just really sucks that we can't, we can't turn that energy into building happiness and other avenues of our life we have to like use it to be destructive yeah yeah it's it's a tough world you got to be really careful with Mm -hmm. what you're communicating what you're saying out there the world and i always reread texts tweets the whole works because you don't want to come off as saying the wrong thing or being miscommunicated and it's definitely a, a little tough time to be communicating anywhere in the fucking internet space for sure and you know i'm you know, I try not to feed into anything with the business. You know, I'm just very Switzerland um, when it comes to things because it's like I'm I'm uh, not going to pick sides. You know, yeah. I'm just doing me like I shouldn't have to suddenly start caring about this when I already uh, care about all of these yeah. things. You know, like yeah. I'm not suddenly caring about this thing. I, I've cared about everything for a long time. Totally. So I'm not going to change, you know, what I'm doing. Yeah to benefit someone else's, you know, negativity. Next time I'm in a tough situation, I'm just going to pull, I'm going <laughs> to use a Switzerland card. That's, yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, that's a good, that's a I, good. I need right to make, there. I need to make shirts. It just says, <laughs> I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Switzerland. <laughs> I'm in Switzerland. <laughs> I don't even have a, you know, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, we'll get into, we got quick cues and then, uh, okay. we'll kind of wrap up. What are daily routines that help, help you operate at your highest level? My newest favorite routine is I booked out my uh, massage therapist every Sunday at 6 p.m. I get every stress knot out before Monday. Oh, that's good. I wake up with no stress. That's really it, good. It also helps you sleep. Yeah. It's the best. Every Sunday. Every Sunday she, come, she comes over and knocks me out for 90 minutes. That's good. What else? Anything else specifically? Um. You know, I feel like everyone has like this morning routine and I do too, but mm-hmm. my my night routine is more important than my morning routine. Because it carries you through for the next day. It, everything is your mind. Mm-hmm. So the way you dream, the way you think about things, like everything the day before, everyone always asks me like, how do you get up so early? Da, 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 because I am prepared. Mm. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I prepared. I prepared. Yeah. I, I watched the right show. Yes. I, wa- I was um, looking at the right... Um, you know, motivational quotes. I was looking at the right, you know, fitness stuff beforehand and, you know, thinking of happy things. And then I dream about that. And then I wake up and go, I crush, you mm. know, and 
that my night routine is more important than my day my morning routine that might be a first i think a lot of people and i am guilty of it where i talk about the importance of the night of excuse me the morning routine Mm -hmm. but not enough people have talked about the night routine which is just as important to me which is really getting in my bed and being passed out really early and yeah that ultimately giving myself sleep Mm -hmm. allows me to wake up early and crush the day ahead yeah but if i don't prioritize that sleep i'm hurting the next day and it, it just doesn't i don't have that clarity that i do uh, moving forward. Yeah. And I, I always, I always, I, I've, I've told friends about this like night routine thing. And I always use the example of like, when you get in a fight with your loved one at night, it always carries into the morning. Yeah. Like you're always bummed out the next day and you're like, oh, I can't do anything. Cause we're so upset at each other. I always think about that. I'm like, okay, whatever I'm doing the night before is definitely going to carry into the next day of how I feel. Like if I ate shitty at night, if I watched like a scary movie or if, you know, I was depressed or whatever, it's all going to filter into the next day to where, where, where am I at? Mm. You know? So I always make sure that those moments are like crucial. Like I call a friend, I get excited for them or whatever anything that amplifies the next day yeah that's that's what i try to do if you had to tell yourself one motto every morning what would it be get the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) just get up yeah yeah i i what i'll do is i'll i'll set my alarm for like 5 30 or 6 a.m and then i'll you know hit sometimes i hit snooze most of the time i'll just get up like Mm. i'm just already wired to get up but if I go back to sleep, I'll, I'll in my head, I'll be like, you're going to regret this. <laughs> you're, you're not going to have the best day Yeah. as if you did, if you got up. Yeah. Like you'd have a better day if you got up. So I get up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. If you could, if you could gift one lesson to the world, what would it be? Gift, gift one lesson to the world. Honestly, I feel like whatever you spew out of your mouth is a huge reflection of who you are. Mm. And if you want to become the best person that you can be, you better be spewing out love, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and and it will always, it will always be received by others as something that they'll never forget yeah. versus... If you are that person that's always toxic, always talking shit on people, always bringing people down, like one day they'll figure it out. Yeah. And so I think that this this piece is so important yeah. to to a lot of people's hearts. Yeah. And you get the opportunity to choose how you switch it on or off. And yeah. Um, yeah. Think so. before you speak, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, what's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? My relationships. I knew it was coming. My my. Uh, oh wait, not, I don't want to say romantic relationships. Okay, there it is. Yeah, um, and and you know what? Honestly, I, I think that I'm just trying to set myself up to be present mm-hmm. in that time frame. Yeah. Um, because I want kids, I want all this stuff, and I feel like I'm I'm trying to build an exit plan mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can have more of that time. But yeah. she, uh, Zoe, is been a huge huge um inspiration for me to learn to have time Mm. for other things oh that's good you know i mean she's she's seriously my child Mm. so um 
I, I always try to think about what does she want to do today? Yeah. And not just me, 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 me. I'm going to put a challenge to you that <laughs> when you get home tonight at some point, there's definitely somebody that you follow on IG that you've wanted them to ask you out and I want you to shoot the shot to them. Wait, 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 what? I'm putting a challenge to you. Okay. When you get home tonight. Oh, I already did that. No, no, but you got to do it again. Oh, well. And I don't care. On to the next one. You uh. shot You shot the shot with the number one, regardless of how that played out. You now have to shoot again for the next person. Oh, line. man. But I don't want to because that goes against what I was trying to do is ask guys out. Flip the script. Oh, man. I've, I've done that for too long. <laughs> not long enough. <laughs> oh, man. You can think about it. I'm, okay. not, I'm not asking. Okay. It doesn't have to happen, but mm. it's a little challenge for Um First step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential. First step, um, your circle. Mm. Like literally write down all your friends and write down their values of what they bring to you. Yeah. And if, and then write down who you tell your secrets to, like, like your, your champion secrets, like your goal secrets, the ones that like root for you and your cheerleaders. And, and then you'll see all those people that you didn't write anything for and they're just there. They're just placeholders. If you really want to start a great business, you get rid of those people, mm. unfortunately. It's hard. Yeah, it it's easy, hard. But it's the best thing that you can do oh, for yourself. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's so great. Kind of goes hand in hand. But the last question or the end of every podcast, I allow the guests to put a challenge out there to the listeners. So mm-hmm. if somebody has listened this far in, they made it 120 minutes uh, into, or it's not 120 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> if they made an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast and they're listening right now, what is one challenge you have for the listener today? Oh, a challenge. Um, ooh, I challenge you to do a full day talking good about yourself and not thinking negative thoughts. Like right when you hear a negative thought, like say it out loud and be like, no, I am great at that. I am good at that. Mm. That will start teaching you how to be responsive of your negative thoughts and switching it on on your thought, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to have a bad day. No, I'm not. I'm going to have a fucking good day today. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Lindsay, as we wrap up, absolute pleasure. Aww. I knew this was going to be a fantastic <laughs> podcast. And even before we fired up, you saw my notes and you're like, I hope you don't have to use those. And I didn't have to use these. Yeah. There's like a couple things I definitely needed to hit. But yeah. I mean, like... I can't say it loudly enough. You are so unapologetically yourself. You're very authentic, very passionate. I can f- I felt the energy through you before Aww. we even met today. And um, I'm just a huge fan. I would challenge you to just keep sharing your story. Keep you. like pushing yourself outside that comfort zone. I know the I know what it takes, especially like in the podcast space. I know like to have the confidence and sharing the way you do it. People don't understand like how much it takes to just do that in of itself on top of this entire business that you're running and all these other projects you're involved in, like just keep doing it at a high level. Uh, ultimately just really a big fan of you. And I like, like I told you my goal with these podcasts, I do two pods a week. I do one with, uh, one with a guest and then I do a solo pod every week. The solo pod is my therapy session. The guest pod is really to get to meet people and, um, give people story and megaphone to help motivate others. And like I said before, the goal is to, help people live their most authentic lives. And this is a great example today. So I appreciate you taking the time today. Yeah, of course. I loved it. Thank you so much. If you guys and gals enjoyed this podcast, please, 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 you got to do this. Otherwise, 
Me and Lindsay are not going to be able to fall asleep tonight because we're going to be so disappointed. You need to screenshot this episode. You need to post it to your IG story, and you need to tag both of us and let us know what did you enjoy about this podcast. Tag Lindsay. That is at L-I-N-Z-H-E-P-P-N-E-R. I will have that tagged up in the description below. And tag me at Bobe. That's B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y. Tell us what you enjoy about the podcast episode and what your biggest learning was. You can also check out Vamped. That is at Vamped, V-A-M-P-P-E-D. I will have her podcast linked up in the description below. The uh, All the Instagrams and all the good stuff, the websites, all that good, good, good. So, uh, Lindsay, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. Thank you. We'll catch you guys and gals soon enough. It is the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya!